0: Here's a news flash. Surprise, surprise. Well, look at you. The whole world is watching for my next move. Oh my God. Times have changed. There are no rules.
1: You're gonna love it. Hi, and welcome to Skip Intro, the podcast from Binge, all about the world's best television. Each week, we're here to discuss the biggest new shows on Binge, along with our dinner party recommendations. My name is John Bowen, here with Ali Herbert Burns, and together we look after all the great TV and movies that you see on Binge. Ali, two very exciting shows this week, one spin-off and one returning season, both very, very exciting.
0: Well, I wish we had like a live poll we could do because for the hardcore fans and listeners of our podcast, I think episode 32 this week, if you went back to episode two, we had the shows that got us through 2021 and you and I had to each list a number of shows that got us through the two COVIDs really was 20 and 21. And we both had a couple of shows that we both had on our list. And the show that I'm getting to the point on and bearing the headline on is called industry. industry. Season two is back. It's been too long between seasons. And you and I are both massive fans of this series. So we're talking about Industry season two, which is the story of young investment bankers plonked into the world of cutthroat finance but you like them. It's really a study on people. And the other one we we're talking about is Pretty Little Lies, Original Sin. And so this is going back a little bit like we had Gossip Girl last year. This is going back to the original franchise and the universe, but you've got a whole new generation going through high school and, and dealing with their own dramas. So that's back this week as well, and it's really good.
1: Awesome. Well, shall we head to London for industry? Many years ago, my mentor got me this
0: he made up something about how many pockets it's seen? real estate deals, divorces, insolvencies, declarations of war. Welcome back. When he handed it to me, he said, choose your own adventure.
1: A group of young graduates compete for permanent positions at a prestigious UK investment bank in the HBO BBC drama industry that one critic described as Euphoria meets Succession, returning for a second season on August 2 with Jay Duplass joining the cast. As the series continues its high-stakes ride through the cutthroat world of high finance. I feel like I need to justify this show sometimes when I talk to people about it because (laughs) just because on the surface the name... Industry doesn't give you a lot of info, and I yeah. think sometimes people hear banking, finance, blur.
0: I'm not going to like these people. I can't feel sorry for them. Why do I want to know their universe?
1: Yes, so yeah, I just have to go out of my way to just say how much I love this show and how much it has stuck with me, and how I've rewatched season one, and I just can't wait to be back in this world.
0: Before we talk about it, then why don't you give us a little snippet of what industry is about and why you think it is totally worth people's time?
1: Sure. So we're about to hit season two, but As we know, not a lot of people watch season one, and we're very excited to get more people on board with this show so we can talk to them about it. So season one, it is about these graduates who are straight out of uni and college in the the UK, and the US, they've just entered this graduate program for this very prestigious um, investment bank. So think of like Macquarie bank or KPMG, or like one of those big high finance places that you'd really like love to work for if you've just graduated university, it's like cutthroat. So everyone knows they're not all gonna survive. So they know there's only a limited number of jobs So they're all like pouring their entire heart and soul into trying to keep this job. And they're straight out of uni. So they're all sort of fresh faced and a little naive. And this is their first sort of corporate gig. And they're thrown into this world of like, money and drugs and sex and privilege and like office dynamics and PowerPoints and it's their first experience in working but it's also this incredibly intense work environment and they come from all different backgrounds as people naturally do. That's
0: what I love about it isn't it they're not just all like Ivy League uh, fancy pants they're coming from different that they're clever they're hustlers they're also doing a lot of selling it's not just the numbers behind the finance so you have a really interesting diverse mix of people from different ethnicities different backgrounds different demographics. So we're all vying, like you said, it's a bit Lord of the Flies to get their, their permanent seat on on the desk.
1: Yeah, and so it's a British series what's a British American series but it's set in the UK the lead character is this Harper woman who is American and she's kind of your fresh eyes into both the world of finance but also kind of like the world of the UK because her story is that she's applied for this graduate program from the US and she's actually moved across to the UK for this opportunity so not only is she like stepping into this crazy corporate world but she's also stepping into London which is also this Mm. like completely foreign world to her and it's all pre-COVID season one is pre-COVID at least and I think I've never worked in high finance, maybe thankfully. But I think my cliche of it was drugs and limousines and like amex cards. And there's a lot of that in this. There's a lot of sex, a lot as of well, sex, lot a lot of drugs, a lot
0: of sex. And that's probably the euphoria mention that that critic was was getting to because it's really looking at what are quite young people working in high pressure and how they dumb their down their senses and cope with the stress by doing drugs, staying out late and um acting recklessly yeah
1: and also they're getting these huge bonuses for pressing something on a keyboard that made someone a million dollars and then they're getting a hundred thousand dollar check and they don't know what to do with it and most people don't have that work experience but i think most people have work experiences that are stressful or daunting or new to them so i think that's why it's so relatable even if the world of finance is not of interest to you because really they don't get into the nitty I don't I'm not really sure what any of them do in the show job-wise um yeah. I know it has something to do with finance but I think that's what makes it so universal
0: and I think you're right and that and we've talked about succession before it's not necessarily about the media industry and boardrooms there's a bit of that but it's just it's just the setting for a really gripping family drama how many shows and and, and comedy series have there been about workplace locations and and this is where it is it's has, it happens to be set in this quite highbrow world but it's really the motivations of the kind of people that exist in these environments how they succeed, how they survive and what they have to kind of compromise ethically to make it in this world. So as we said, the young people coming into their first big job after education. So they're kind of early, mid-twenties. Often some of them are sharing houses and they're all thrown in these social environments because they're doing all these after work things. So yeah, just seeing the clash of people really.
1: Yeah. And another thing that has been happening at workplaces for as long as workplaces has existed is the power dynamic and the abuse of power and the relationship people have with their bosses and the um and the bias the and murky the, lines the that happen change. with all that it just explores corporate life I guess one way that I was thinking of it is if succession is sort of like these people who are the most successful people in the world doing what they do on their yachts and their helicopters in the top of the building industry is like succession junior like it's those same characters but on their first day of work at the beginning yeah. of their careers
0: except I think it's a little bit different to to go all the way to the top and be an older corporate high roller like you are in succession you've passed the point of making a decision that this is the life you want what I find really interesting about industry is you've got young people deciding whether this is all worth it and if this is actually what they want and kind of the ethics that come up a little bit as they struggle through those experiences don't you think so you've got a gap in time as you see if you jumped in and followed these characters for five or ten years you'll see a lot of them go on to huge careers but I think you'll see also half of them choose other lives as well that's what I like about yeah. it because it not everyone's drinking the kool-aid no
1: and you, you see burnout i think from episode one you see people who aren't made for it and it's not right for them and you see people who like completely thrive and flourish in it and you see people who are really on the edge who are like i'm yeah. good at this but i don't know if i want this to be my life kind of thing and the
0: creators of the show are ex-investment bankers as well yeah they? so, so they've had experience in this world and i think you and i both believe that this is a sleeper show i think it'd be interesting to see what season two does if it helps it break out and um, we're so thrilled it got renewed so worthy of a second season and because you've got all eight eps or i think seven or eight eps of season one to jump through or to churn through really recommend you get stuck into it as the new episodes start to roll out
1: yeah this is a show that i've recommended to lots of people and i recommend lots of shows to lots of people but everyone that i
0: are a walking dinner party
1: but everyone that i recommended this show to who has watched it has absolutely loved it like the success rate of this recommendation is really high so if any of this is appealing to you? Please, please check it out because even in the first ten minutes, you'll be hooked.
0: No pressure. You've just put this one hundred percent strike rate out there. Sorry. <laughs> in the in the in the universe, John. We need people to tweet us and message us at binge and tell us if you have seen this, do you agree, or if you choose to watch this based on John's strong, strong, strong recommendation. Please let us know what you think about it. Who else is out there that loves this show? I just cannot
1: highly recommend it enough.
0: We talked about J. Duplus. So the plus brothers, who are behind so many things as executive producers, Jay plus joins the cast in season two. He plays a big wig genius that made some trades before COVID that meant a lot of money. He's moved from New York to London and he obviously becomes a character that these bankers are trying to get to know or have influence on so they can trade with him. And he starts to have quite an interesting connection to the lead character, Harper, that you talked about before. I loved Jay in Transparent, one of the series that you and I bought when we launched Stan, um, which is a brilliant series. Do we know what brought him to this series? He's only involved as an actor, not an EP, is he?
1: No, he's probably just as big a fan as we are, Ellie.
0: <laughs> he knows a good thing when he sees it yeah. in last week's episode i talked about somebody somewhere the hbo comedy as my dinner party recommendation which It's one of my favourite shows of the year. Jay Duplass and his brother Mark, I think, were both executive producers on that series, so there's a great connection there. And some of you might know Jay from The Chair, the Netflix series, The Chair. So familiar face, great actor, and, yeah, really brings another element to this season.
1: So Industry Season 1 is streaming for you right now on Binge, so jump on in. If you're already all caught up, Season 2 starts August 2nd with new episodes weekly.
0: I play third fiddle to two
1: figures in my life, Jesus Christ and Margaret Thatcher.
0: And where do you stand on them?
1: One's a reason we're all here, and the other's a carpenter. Following a new generation of little liars, Pretty Little Liars' Original Sin follows a group of teen girls haunted by a tragic event that occurred more than 20 years ago, tormented by an unknown assailant who is making them pay for the sins of their parents.
0: Every town has one. The scary house across the street from the cemetery, where the girl lived alone with her mother. And something terrible happened. In Millwood, that girl was me.
1: Pretty Little Liars as a franchise is about, what, 12 years old, hundreds of episodes, very beloved. Much like Gossip Girl, like you mentioned, we're really excited to have it back and we know how many fans there are of the whole universe, the unhinged universe, as some people like to call it. I've seen the first episode of Original Sin, but the whole franchise to me is a little bit new. I definitely get the vibe of it.
0: Yeah, it's so good. You're going back into the world of the cool, good-looking teens at high school and their life kind of getting destroyed disrupted as this assailant comes and kind of tortures them for something. We were talking last week about American horror story and American horror stories. This is certainly not quite as scary as that. It's from the creator actually of Riverdale. So if you take that kind of approach and tone and and set it in in an American high school.
1: It's definitely got like, I would say horror bits. Yeah, it's
0: still, there's bits of scary bits. I was like, ah, when I rewatched it. But like, you know, I'm a bit softy when it comes to horror. But yeah, it's certainly not G. It's a bit scary. But in like, it reminded me of Scream and Riverdale had a baby. It would be pretty little lies.
1: There's this great Australian guy actually who does these recaps. Of Pretty Little Liars, and there's millions of views of them on YouTube. And I, I watched some of them, they go for hours. But he talks you through the Pretty Little Liars original series, which ran for seven seasons and which we have on binge. And it's so, it's just mental like the plot lines and the characters and everything that happens. I had watched that recap, and then I saw the first episode of Original Sin, and I was like, oh my God, yeah. it's happening again! Like, just every episode there's like murders and deaths and lies and secrets and yeah they've set up so much in the first episode yeah. that i've seen that i don't know where it will go but pretty the lies original series obviously had seven series to explore these plot lines but it looks like a lot it of-
0: does and because it's the murder that they're being tormented about or the hook here is something's happened 20 years ago involving their moms isn't it and so the girls yeah. that are um kind of brought together as this group aren't necessarily friendly at school like they're all popular and good looking but kind of not necessarily in the main gang or in a clique together but they're all thrown together because they've been pulled into this because their mums are connected so there's some cool flashbacks to 80s proms, some cool music as well isn't there in this already in that first episode and the character of a is back leaving their bloody a as a warning sign isn't it so yeah fans of the original series will not be disappointed and if you haven't seen the original series Doesn't matter, just come fresh to it like John has. Uh, I think you'll be entertained.
1: Yeah, so part of the same universe, but fresh story. I think the fact that they keep reminding us it's part of the universe, I'm sure there's going to be Easter eggs and probably some character crossovers and things for the fans, but otherwise it's a fresh story that you can pick up from episode one. So Pretty Little Liars Original Sin starts Thursday, July 28th with three episodes.
0: Oh good, a mini binge.
1: And then continues out over the next few weeks. And of course, Pretty Little Liars, the original series is streaming now along with the other spin-off, Pretty Little Liars The Perfectionist. So whole Pretty Little Liars cinematic universe for you to explore in between the, the new episodes of Original Sin. She was a beloved member of Norwood High's community. An exemplary student. It
0: can't be a coincidence. What aren't they telling us? John, Dinner Party Recommendations, the shows that you know because your job as head of content on Binge is to know what we've got on the platform, what's good, what are the hidden gems, what's not being watched but needs to be watched. What should we look out for this week on Binge?
1: So I'm doing something completely new this time. Oh. I'm going to recommend a show that I've not watched yet.
0: Dangerous. Okay. Better be good. I know. Why?
1: The <laughs> reason I'm doing it is because this show has universal mm-hmm. acclaim it's consistently called one of the greatest shows of all time and it is basically considered the greatest animated series of all time so it has so much love so much acclaim i'm embarrassed that i haven't watched it but we've just released it on binge so that's what i'm talking about is avatar the last airbender ran from 2005 to 2008 there are three seasons 61 episodes absolutely beloved and acclaimed from everything I read about it somehow has passed me by I'm super excited that we've got the whole thing on binge it had a little bit of a resurgence globally during COVID because it seems like a lot of people kind of discovered it for the first time had a bit of a running up that hill Mm -hmm. moment where a whole new generation of people stumbled onto it and yeah really excited we've got the full three seasons of it coming to binge and yeah I'm really excited to see what all the buzz is about
0: awesome great recommendation
1: long ago the four nations lived together in harmony then, everything changed when the firebenders attacked. Only the Avatar,
0: master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished.
1: Ali, what have you been well, watching?
0: John, I'm kind of one of those people that sometimes likes a bit of a challenge. I feel like it's the middle of winter. You might be waiting for a new show to start or you're looking for a task. Um, and I often get asked about films and you know the kind of films that you should watch that are classics that either show the art of filmmaking or just those things that you've heard about, but maybe you've never watched. So I wanted to draw people to one film for me that is a cinema classic. And I know you've got a carousel on binge, which is called cinema classics. And you list some of the most iconic films in the world in there. And I recommend that carousel is a great place to start if you want a winter challenge of becoming a film connoisseur. But the film I'm recommending is called Love Story. Have you seen Love Story, John? I have not. So Love Story stars Ryan O'Neill and Ali McGraw. And it's the story of a wealthy guy and a girl from a working class suburb who meet at university and fall madly in love. And his family don't support the relationship. And he kind of gets cut off from his family wealth, but chooses this great love of his as being more important. And it was just one of the most famous love stories and kind of one of the original big rom-coms to break out into a mass hit, won Oscars in the late 70s when it came out, famous for the line that you may have heard. Love means never having to say you're sorry, which I don't actually agree with. And when I watch this and I think about it, I'm like, I think it's one of those things of like, you always hurt the people you love the most, or, you know, you forget to tell the people that mean the most to you that you love them. But I think anyone that's married or has been in a long-term relationship will know that sometimes saying sorry when you love someone is helpful. But it was, um, you know, it was a huge hit at the time. Ali McGraw and Ryan O'Neill were, you know, some of the biggest stars in Hollywood at the time. And yeah, if you feel like watching kind of a classic, classic love story on a rainy Sunday afternoon this winter... Give Love Story a try.
1: I say you could kiss me? I was carried away. I wasn't. What would you say if I told you, I think I'm in love with you? You're a preppy millionaire and I'm smart and poor.
0: If you marry her now, I'll not give you the time of day.
1: This week on Skip Intro, we discussed industry, Pretty Little Lies, Original Sin, I suggested you check out, along with me checking out, Avatar, The Last Day of Bandar, and Ali suggested the cinema classic Love Story. All of these are streaming for you now on Binge, or will be very soon, which of course you can find on your favourite device. I'm John Bohm, joined every week by Ali Herbert burns Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was produced by Dan Barrett with audio editing and mixing by Chris Yates. And we'll be back next week with more Skip Intro.